Welcome to the M Word Podcast, where today's leaders share the keys to their success and the tough lessons and mistakes they made along the way in our uncensored conversations on marketing and more. I'm your host, Jennifer Mulchandani, and you are listening to the M Word Podcast presented by Arlington Strategy. This special two-part episode of The M Word takes a unique turn with a group discussion on the Barbie movie. Past podcast guests Karen Bate, Cheryl Fisher, and Whitney Kernodal join me in a lively discussion recorded in my home following a movie screening. Listen in as we explore the intricacies of the Barbie movie, delving into diverse topics ranging from societal expectations and gender norms to personal experiences with self-image, relationships, and the wisdom that comes with age. And if you've seen the movie, let us know what you think by leaving a comment on our social media. Enjoy part two of this very special episode of The M Word. The reason I wanted to know how your men responded is because I was at a dinner with a group of women who I don't know that well. We were connected through, it doesn't matter what, but we were having this nice dinner and it came up. Oh, have you seen the Barbie movie? And I was like, yes, oh my goodness. It was so much more impactful than I thought it would be. And one woman at the dinner said, it was just anti-men, anti-men, ridiculous. And the conversation kept going and I didn't get to respond and I didn't know her that well. It wasn't necessarily worth it at the time, but that has just stuck with me because it wasn't that simple. It wasn't necessarily anti-men. That's not, I don't think the point. And it made me sad in a way that that's how it was being interpreted by some people. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, but I feel like so many things in our culture get um, dissolved into this, like it's, it's, it's A or B. Right. It's one or the other. And there's right. there's no area for like nuance, right? Like but um Well there but, was a lot of criticism that it was a it woke anti men kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. well I, I mean just I mean mine is like a, you know, sample size of, of three, right? Like yeah. but um yeah. um you know, that that was not a sentiment I heard in my household, but, uh, but you know. I'm but I think that when you are used to looking at men a certain way and women a certain way, mm-hmm. then it is, you know, again, when we're talking about any of the identities that we're all facing, it is uncomfortable when you, particularly the older you are, the more you may have held on to certain views. And if you have held on to a view of men, as a man or as a woman, and it's being questioned, that's uncomfortable. Right. People, particularly in this country, we because we're not being bombed, guys. Like we'll have like, like we are a comfortable group of people, particularly those of up the, those of us on upper echelons, right? So, being confronted intellectually or not. With with things that we don't like and we don't see, like that in itself is 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 it's its own battle and it's a battle inside your head. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable, and uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Uh, and I think the critics um, talked about that a lot about how Greta Gerwig had really poked that bear, 
And um, she that's her thing. Like, I think she did it. I, I mentioned earlier that um, in Little Women, she did the same thing and, like, kind of turned that whole how what people thought of Little Women upside down. And I just love her because she's really a feminist. And Well, I'd like to offer maybe that we get together again. We watch Little Women and we do this again. I would love that. I love it's that movie. It's so, so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, so what other movies do you all think have been poignant in terms terms of raising dialogue around important issues. Is there anything else we should put on the table here? Mm. I don't watch movies. I oh, just you're putting us all on the spot <laughs> here, Jennifer. About, I don't know. Oh about feminism? Well, about anything. Any, oh, any topic. Well, I like, mean, of course, there's... Um, what's the one with Reese Witherspoon where she goes to Harvard as a lawyer? <laughs> oh, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, yes. It's yeah. very much... Well, and we can reuse the pink for that. You know, actually, you know what I was thinking? Clueless. Yes, to watch oh Clueless gosh. now totally. would be really oh. interesting. So I, oh. I have three daughters, and we know. Remember when you said there was a line in the play in the movie, and you said that's a line that we all use now. It was one funny line. I, w- I almost said to you, my kids and I have like ten lines from the movie Clueless that we use on a regular basis because they're so funny, and it's because that's such a great movie of women empowerment. Mm-hmm. So the I think the line you're talking about, Cheryl, I don't um, it was when um, the the character of the President Barbie walks yes. in and says, and they're like, oh, you came. Oh, you came. They said, oh, you came. She says, yes, you're welcome. Yeah. And you thought that. <laughs> I feel like I need a T-shirt that says, I'm yes. here. Yes. You're you do. All right. If so you watch the movie Clueless, it has many funny lines. Like okay. What, favorite. Oh, favorite. Other. Oh, sorry. But I also, my niece was talking to her mother and they were watching The Bodyguard. And uh, her mom was like, this is an amazing movie. And my niece was like, this is the most sexist, horrible. She never needed him. What are we even talking about? Why are we even watching this? So that would also, because I love The Bodyguard, Whitney, Whitney, like it's a whole thing. But interestingly enough, like 34, I mean, that was out when I was in college. So that would also be something interesting to watch for anybody who watched it and loved it to see whether I'm like, Oh, what? I mean, she, I mean, she had like a visceral, horrible reaction to it. And she even said to her mom, like Whitney would never like this movie. I'm like, Oh my God, I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Whitney. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So any uh, last favorite uh, parts of the Barbie movie, um, parting, parting, words of wisdom to anyone who hasn't seen or has seen it but just hadn't given it this level of thought I'm just going to say that Ryan Gosling is hilarious <laughs> and just brilliant in that movie and there was a lot of discussion oh, in a, a, about his abs around <laughs> around this room are they not real is Were, it makeup? was it makeup I think it's makeup <laughs> I know I mean, it doesn't matter. And here we are. Are we talking about Barbie and like the fabulous? No, we're talking about Ryan Gosling. We're talking about Ryan Gosling's abs. (laughs) This is a room of hetero women. So so another, actually, that brings up another favorite part of mine besides the president saying, "I am. You're welcome." Oh, I just lost it. I just lost it. (laughs) 
Come Barbie on. brain. Such a Barbie moment, okay? <laughs> Barbie brain. I love it. We, we need to talk about weird Barbie. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was so okay. well cast. No, number so, one, it was so well cast. I love oh, my her. gosh. So I love her. I love her. So if you, I mean, by the way, we're, she, she did not exist prior to this movie. So, but it is coming out. Mattel is actually issuing a weird Barbie as, uh, as Kate do. McKinnon. And she, oh, brilliant. Oh, she's brilliant. Women actually relate to women who are not, who failed, and who yeah, failed. failed. Yeah, and I, like, listen, I'm, I'm weird Barbie. I do the splits and smell like yeah. basement. I mean, right. so that's yeah. her her quote. So <laughs> sorry, not sorry. we 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 sorry. participated in a pumpkin decorating contest that you know our office gets invited to for this dentist that's next door to us, and so. One of my colleagues and I made a weird Barbie pumpkin. We made the pumpkin be her house with all the geometric (laughs) shapes. And we went to town on decorating Barbie into weird Barbie with the the paint on her face. We cut her hair strange and put the streaks of paint in her hair and the pink and the just. I identify so much with her because I think in the tension in the movie around this. But everything was perfect, right? Like, so stereotypical Barbie in the movie. Everything was perfect. And this weird Barbie sort of meant everything that was wrong with perfect world, right? And she was the best. And one. yet she, was, to me, was the most relatable she, of... She had also, so much power. Also she the hero so who power. solved, like, and sent yes. Barbie into the real world and was the total change maker yes. of the whole story. Yeah. Yes. And funny and awesome. No, so funny. And I think that also one of the things is we age, right? When you're in your 20s, you are like oh does anybody like me am I pretty like whatever and then you're like actually I don't give a fuck right (laughs) (laughs) I know I think there's literally a button that happens when you like and for different people it's a different time but it's like it's 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 in 40s to 50s like where it's like you really don't care it is lovely yeah it is (laughs) And you know what? I I will say we don't care, but we also then decide, like, I want to look good for myself. Like, I want to feel good about myself. Yes. The motivations change. Absolutely. Somebody else. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because you're like, but you can change and you like me now, but then I don't like you and then you don't like it. It's fine. I'm going to, do I like me? Right. Like, do I like me? Well, at the, so Barbie gets a, at the end of this movie, fiction, I get it, is offered this, she wants to become human. She doesn't want to be a and and the creator of Barbie is essentially like you got to understand what you're choosing here. It's like Pain. not it's just not you, you will die Exhausted. and 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 there's a lot of shit along the way. Are you sure you want this? And she, the, the pain, the realities of life not being perfect, but she wanted it because it's so much more real. And one, to me, it's like that was the yeah, aging. Absolutely. But the Forrest Gump moment when you had her Barbie sitting next to the older woman who was like in like oh, octogenarian. Yes. And she's like, you're beautiful. She said, oh. I know it. I'm like, yes, I ma'am. Like my heart got 10 yeah. sizes bigger, yes. you know? Yeah, I've been beautiful my entire life. And she was sitting there alone. I was like, she doesn't have a man near her. She's wearing what she wants to. She's in solace. No one's bothering her. I was like, oh, she yeah. is the best Thank life you for ever. That. that should be the clip yeah. that plays everywhere. Well, yes. that's what you, you looked up and you were like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was like, because it's the most amazing part. And I wish for my mother, whose husband died, you know, and she's still young. She's still active. She's still young. She just turned 75. Her husband died when he was 70 and she's 69. And she's still looking for some man. And I keep being like, Mama. Just be here for your... Yeah, you don't... What, what is he going to give you? 
other than more work to do. Right. <laughs> and get sick. Yeah. Right. Oh. Caring for him. Like So that's so funny because my mom, my dad died of pancreatic cancer when he was only 60. My mom was only 58, which is shocking to think about now. And she never remarried. She said, been there, done that. All the women I know who quickly remarry, the man finds them because they want someone to take care of them. She goes, I go out with my friends, I travel, and men of our generation don't like that. And I'm not going to get tied down like that again. I've already nursed one man to death. I'm not doing it again. Trust. So the key is knowing what you yourself want, right? Mm -hmm. Like you yourself, because maybe you do want to get remarried and maybe you do want that partnership, but maybe you don't and it's all okay. Mm -hmm. Can I share something with you that like Linda knows, even Karen knows? So I am getting married again. I have been separated from my ex-husband for two and a half years, divorced a year or so. I'm getting married again because my current partner is not American. He's leaving. It's like a whole thing. It's really actually highly complex for me because I didn't leave my husband, my ex-husband, whom I loved, who we, we were together for 20 years. We created the very best children that I could have ever had, right? Like, so I didn't leave him because I didn't love him or like it, it, like it was just horrible. I left him because it was making me miserable and I needed to move on. And so I didn't do that to find some other man. I did it to like live in my apartment singing Barbra Streisand and like, like my boys were like, mama, can you turn the Barbra Streisand down? And I'm like, no, you know why? Because it's my fucking apartment, is my house. I can play whatever. I'll turn down like this much. But like uh, Barbara Streisand and um, Donna Summer had enough is enough, no more tears. I was like, th- women were singing about this in the 80s. How did I not know? I'm like, Mm-mm. I am on my own. I have my own things. I don't need him. I don't need him. I'm like, ladies, I'm going to be by myself forever or for 12 weeks until at a gas station I find the man of my dreams. And then I have to... <laughs> Not have to marry him because it's my personal choice. And this but is when it, the M word takes a different turn into dating and relationships. Oh, <laughs> but it is a complex. It's a, but it's a Another complex episode. concept for yes. me as someone who is. You didn't I think you were going to remarry. So not only did I yeah. not think I was going to marry so yeah. quickly, I had a very good friend of mine say to me you're anti-man. I'm like, maybe I'm just anti-you. Like, maybe, like, I'm raising men. Like, I'm pro-man. They just need to be the good ones, right? Like, I'm not for the way that men who were born in the 60s and 70s and 80s, the way that they think that I should be about men, I'm not for that. I'm for the way that my sons are, and I'm for me and my girlfriends, and I am lucky enough to have been raised in the 70s and 80s by a father who was like, listen, girl, you're going to have to kick it. You're going to have to kick it more because you're black and female and you're never going to have to let like no, let no white person, I told you this and I know Karen knows, let no white person ever think that they're better than you. I was like 10 years old with this big hair and these glasses and my dad was like sitting me down as his firstborn and was like, you know how white people are because we have white people in our family. I'm like, yes, daddy. He's like, do they seem better than us? I'm like, they do not. We've been in their houses. Are they better? They are not. Exactly. So don't ever be like, don't let that mind, you know, like don't have a mind trip over that. But what he also said is don't ever let any man think that he is smarter than you. I am a smart man. 
I have been right. Like my dad went to Columbia for law school. Like he was around very, like he was a lobbyist in Philadelphia right in the time the civil rights moment worked really well for my family. So I was able to be born with a lot of privilege, a lot of comfort. And he was like, don't let any man ever think that he's smarter than you. I am around the smartest men in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, Whitney. You are a 10 year old little girl and you are the smartest person that I ever met. Don't let them think that. And I'm like, that also makes sense because I'm also around those same men and they do not seem that smart, right? So I have noticed when men are like, I'm smarter than you. I'm like, "Mm." my daddy told me that when a man says that he's smarter than me, that I should be like, red flag, red flag, are you? Okay, no, so moving on. The only men that I've ever thought are as smart as me or the women that I know are the ones who say, you're smarter than me. Those are the smartest men. But also that that part about um, the um, movie where the guys are like, I'm enough, I'm enough, like trying to convince themselves because the women are challenging them and are actually smarter and more successful than them and outwitted them. That's because men are so used to being always the default smarter person that it it was so shocking to them that they weren't the smartest person in the room. And I think that... um, like we said, they, there just has to be a balancing and yeah. evening out of that whole belief that men are somehow superior to women. Absolutely. You know, the complicated part of this is that I think maybe what the movie is saying is there's no easy way to put people into buckets or labels, you know, like one is not better than the other, no matter whether it's color or gender or age or whatever. But we don't like that in the world because it's complicated. It's hard to figure it out. You got to look at every person individually and try to maybe the content of their character. Well, but that's why that's but that's why they made Ken be beach Ken. He didn't he didn't even he wasn't even lifeguard or swimming or rescue. He was beach Ken. And that's to your point, Cheryl, yeah, like, yeah. like that doesn't even exist. Right. Like, that's not even a no. thing. Right. But what if that's the message that comes out of this? Is that you need to look at everybody like individually for themselves, and not with all this other and stuff. And why did Ken get to be Beach Ken with no skills whatsoever? Like, well, but ridiculous. but but if you think about it, yeah. Barbie, the Barbie main character, no either, yeah. Main, yeah. the main character was stereotypical Barbie. Mm-hmm. They literally called her like right, they, they had to put it in our face, right? Because all these yeah, other right. all the other ones were President Barbie right. and Doctor Barbie and and you know scientist she was Barbie. Just supposed to be perfect. stereotypical yeah. Barbie was supposed to be beautiful and perfect, but with zero actual right. ability. When she was real, right? And that was like the oh Margot, like but but the this and that's when I, when I see these girls like girls and it's actually particularly white girls and they're getting the Botox at 15 and 20 and they're blonding their hair and they're creating these like they're they're starving themselves and they're doing those things because women of color are not doing that we're like "Mm, we're not we're never gonna make it anyway so we're just not going to do that (laughs) so there's something nice about it have the Extra melatonin or whatever. Uh, the ex- the, yeah. yeah, the, the melanin pop in. Yeah. Collagen. Extra collagen and the melanin. Yeah. Black don't crack and Asian don't raisin. Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah. I know. You learn something new every day. Every day. Um, <laughs> this has been so much fun. And 
I've never recorded this long because you guys just keep bringing up amazing things. So I feel like it could be two episodes at it, this point. It, or three if we just keep talking and, well, and refill and refill the wine glasses. Yeah. So yeah, I I refill the wine. Wine. I know. there we go. Yeah. Next time. Or well, I mean now, but not recorded. And then next time. All right. Cheers to you ladies for always, always teaching me something new. Cheers. So thank, thank you for, for having thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks for listening to The M Word. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Subscribe and never miss a podcast. Visit arlingtonstrategy.com for more. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandana. Our theme music is by Moochie. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan and Emily Rare. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani.